to another edition of the Student Fire Podcast, live from the Speak Fire Studio. My name is Bobby Berg. I'm a motivational speaker for schools, and I'm here to help you live your best life today. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Student Fire Podcast, live from the one, the only, Speak Fire Studio. I'm your host, Bobby Berg, and I'm really happy you're here. Thank you all for your patience with me. Thank you all for your continuous support. And most importantly, thank you for everybody that reached out to see how I was doing. Because all of a sudden the episode stopped and a lot of you were like, hey man, what's what's going on? I've just been really busy. Been really busy and something on my plate had to take a break. And without really saying anything, I decided that the podcast needed a break for a little bit because I just didn't have time. I was recording episodes and they weren't quality. That's not to say that I was obsessing over how good the quality was. It was just, I would record an episode, listen back to it, and I'm like, y- you're phoning this in, dude. If you need a break, take a break. So anyway, now that the housekeeping's out of the way, welcome back. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. So I was boxing with one of my students the other day. Not really one of my students, but I'm volunteering at one of the local boxing gyms to help coach because there's one coach for, I think, 30 kids. And it's it's a lot to get one-on-one mat, uh, mitt time with each of those kids. And I was like, hey, man, if you want, I can come in on the weekends and help. He's like, dude, that'd be, that'd be so helpful. So this kid and I are doing mitt work. He's throwing as hard as he possibly can. And I just let him go. The kid was clearly upset. He was clearly battling some demons that he really didn't want to talk about out loud. Because a couple times, you know, during breaks, I was like, hey, man, I want to talk about this. And he just shook his head. And he goes, no, nah, I'm good. Like, are you sure you're throwing really hard and getting really tired really quickly? You sure? And again, he shrugged me off. He's like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. So I decided to do what my coaches always did with me when I was in a bad mood. We would go faster. I let this kid throw as hard as he wanted. I let him work his moves, work his punches, work the angles, however he felt necessary. Except we would do it at 25% faster than he was expecting. Every single round. And round one went like you would expect. Kids keeping up. Kids bobbing and weaving, doing what he can. Round two, he gets a little bit slower. Round three is even slower than that. By the time he got to round four, he was hardly able to keep his arms up. And to kind of get him back in the mood, or not in the mood, but in the mode of keeping his hands up, I would throw punches back at him, not really making hard contact, but just enough to, you know, for the mitts to touch either his head or his body or whatever. And come round five, he was just too tired. And I, I called it halfway through. I'm like, all right, let's, let's get a water break. So he takes his gloves off. I take my mitts off and we just sat on the side of the ring. And I was like, dude, what, what is, you don't have to tell me what the problem is. I just want to understand why you feel the need to get that much aggression out this early in the training session. Cause this was at the beginning of the workout and he just shook his head and I'm, and I didn't say anything. I just sat there and we sat there for probably two minutes of just complete silence. And as anybody that's worked with me or that I've coached, you know, I have no problem sitting in silence and letting you ruminate on your thoughts. And when you're ready to talk, you will. And if you don't want to talk and you just decide not to, cool, we don't have to. And I made that very clear to him. I was like, you don't know me and I'm not, I don't expect you to be that emotionally vulnerable with a stranger. Yes, we have some sort of rapport built because I'm coaching you, but this kind, this level of trust that I'm asking or that I'm hoping for takes a long, long time to build. So finally, after two minutes, he just goes, 
man, I'm tired of this. I was like, tired of what? And he goes, I'm so tired of not having control of my life. I go to school. I try and do as well as I can. And I'm still not even doing good at that. I go home. I try and take care of my family as best I can because mom's never there. Dad's never sober. And then whenever dad does wake up, I get hit. And I'm tired of having everything that I, in my life not be in control. And I sat there for about 30 seconds and let him really feel what he was feeling for a second. And then I just kind of looked at him. I said, man, sometimes you have to realize that life isn't in your control. I had him stand up. I said, hold your arms out and make and spin around in a circle. He goes, well, I'm like, just trust me on this, man, do it. So he does, and he goes, now what was that for? I said, all of that that was around you, that is what's in your control. Everything else, you have to adapt to in real time. That's what makes life hard. That's what makes things difficult. That is what makes life so frustrating for so many people. Because we are constantly in a state of trying to control everything when there are so many factors that are not in your control. And he... You could see the gears start going really quickly in his head. I said, man, it's okay. You don't have to be able to control everything. If there are things that you want to fix, pick one thing. And for a whole month, I want you to focus on just that. I said, you, you remember when, the, when Coach and I were you know, throwing mitts together? He asked me at the beginning, what's one thing that you really want to fix in your boxing game? And I said... I rely too heavily on my hooks, and my hooks aren't that good. So I want to really get comfortable with my jab and my cross. And he goes, okay. And that whole session, all we worked on were my jab and my cross. And it got boring pretty quickly, but by the end of it, man, I really had my jabs and crosses going really well. Because that was in my control. So after a little bit, you know, he, he when we were cleaning up finally, we were mopping the uh, mopping the mats, getting everything ready for the next session for tomorrow. And kid comes over to me and he's like, Hey, Bobby, I just want to, want to say thanks. I said, for, for what, man? He goes, most people don't care. Most strangers, most coaches that don't, you know, that you're not their star student don't care. And he goes, you took the time to actually work with me and have me open up. And I don't open up for people, not for my family, for a very select few group of friends. And that's it. And he goes, and you managed to make me talk. And I don't, I don't know how you did it, man, but I, I just want to let you know that you made me feel better. So thanks for that. And I say all of that to say that there are some things that aren't in your control. And sometimes you have to submit to the fact that things aren't in your control. And when you finally realize how much life is not in your control... That's when you can really start making progress. That's when you can really start finding your way through these problems. So that's your homework for this week. I want you to look at your life and look at the areas that you know are not in your control. And I want you to see which areas you are attempting to intensely control. And see if you can adjust your approach on that a little bit and see how things go. Again, your results might not be immediate and that's okay. Hope everyone has a wonderful week. I hope everyone remembers how important you are. 
I hope you remember that you matter, and if no one's told you this lately, listen to me very closely. You can do this. You can get through the day, the week, the month, the year. You can get through this. You are important. You matter. You are loved. I love you very much. And no matter what anybody tells you, your worth is not predicated on your work or your results. You matter so much just by being a part of this world. And although people might not say it often, I promise you that on a day-to-day basis, you are making an impact in somebody else's life, even if it was small, some small gesture. That's all I got for you. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for your continuous support. I love you very much, and I'll catch you all in the next one. Peace. I got you. It's coming. Are you ready to ignite the fire? We are Speak Fire. Oh, and by the way, that's fire with a Y. What's going on, everyone? Internal fire. Student fire. Young fire. Father's fire. Leadership fire. Champion fire. (laughs) (laughs) Unlocking the fire within. Thank you all for tuning in. Let's grow. Speak fire. Speakfire.com. Speak fire with a Y. We have a new episode that comes out every Monday at 4 a.m. Are you going to be up with us? Deuces. I am excited to bring you my new book, Trendsetter, Seven Steps to Radically Stand Out to Be the Best You. This book details my journey of coming to the United States and being excited to embrace the American culture. But unfortunately, my culture was not accepted and I found myself being bullied as a young girl. And in this process, I decided that I wanted to disconnect from my culture to be more accepted into American culture. And through that process, I got so depressed from trying to fit in that I attempted suicide my freshman year in high school. So this book talks about the journey of what I did to become radically transformed to be the strong woman I am today. This book is something that's really going to enable the reader to understand and embrace who they are, embrace what makes them special, and become radically transformed. Get your copy today at becomingatrendsetter.com. Again, that is becomingatrendsetter.com. Or check it out at my website at aishathomas.org.